Good morning, my friend. Come on in and pull up a chair. Welcome to Brother Scott's Bible Breakfast. Dr. James Dobson tells a story of a family that lives up in the northern part of the United States, northeastern corner. And it was the dead of winter, and things were really cold. And, and when it's like that, your car just gets filthy. It, uh, it gets covered with grime and, and dirt and mud and sludge off the road and just kind of freezes to the car. Well, this father and his family were going down the road one day, and they ran up on an unusual site. There was this um, just tower, a cascade of water busting forth from the ground and coming down on the road in just kind of like a shower, a busted water main. And the dad got a, a great idea. Here's a chance for a free car wash. So he pulled his car in under that cascade of water and he put it in park and left the heater on. It was cold. And in just a few minutes, the family realized the water running down the windshield wasn't clear. It was dirty water. And since the heater was running, the inside of the car began to have an unbearable stench. Well, you may have already gotten ahead of me. That wasn't a broken water main. It was a broken sewer line. And they had made a bad choice. And so the dad jerked it down into drive and pulled out from under it. But all of that nastiness was on top of the other nastiness and just kind of froze in place and followed them. This is a story about how sometimes uh, we may find ourselves in unusual situations and uh, we make bad choices. We sometimes do things and make decisions that make a, a bad situation even worse. The story of the prodigal son or the lost son that we find in Luke chapter 15 beginning verse 11 is a great example of a young man making some bad, bad choices. Here's what it says, beginning in verse 11 of chapter 15 of Luke's gospel. A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And he divided unto them his living. Not many days after that, the younger son gathered all together, and he took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and he joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. And when he would fain, had filled his belly with the husks of the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him anything. He was reduced to living like an animal. And when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. I'm dying. I will arise. He made a plan. I'm, I'm going to arise and go to my father. And I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And I am no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and, and came to his father. He's going to carry out his plan. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and he had compassion and he ran and he fell on his son's neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no more worthy to be called your son. The father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe, put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat, 
and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Uh, next week, I want us to look more at the the son and then maybe the father. But today, I want us to look at this place that he chose to go and live, the the far country, it, it is called. Um, there's, there's three things about the far country. One, number one, you're going to find freedom in the far country. Uh, it, it is, it is a, a place where um, uh, uh, we can do what we want. This son thought, I, I want to be anywhere but here. I, I don't want to be under my father's house. Uh, I don't want to be under my father's rules. Uh, in the far country, there's no rules. If it feels good, do it. In the far country, there isn't anybody to judge you or correct you. It's a very liberating place, a place of freedom. It's an exhilarating place. And let's be honest, our time in the far country sometimes is a fun place to be. In the far country, you can do what you want, when you want, with whoever you want. It's like the Wild West. It kind of reminds me of Sodom in Genesis chapter 18. It was just uh, whatever goes. Uh, Freedom. Uh, It is great to be free, but with freedom comes great responsibilities. We as Americans in our day-to-day life, we are sometimes drunk on our freedoms. Sometimes we think our freedom and and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, that outweighs God's Word and the Gospel in our lives. Uh, We have the freedom to run from our Father's house. We have the freedom to run from our Father's rules. We are free to make those choices. But we are not free from the consequences of those choices. Just like that family... um, They only made their situation worse. It stunk, and it stayed with them. The question is, we are free, but what do we do with that freedom? What kind of responsibility goes with being free? So there's a lot of freedom to be found in the far country, uh, but there's a famine in the far country. This boy was there, and and, uh, the rain dried up, the crops dried up, and and he found himself, the, the money ran out, and uh, he didn't have anywhere to go, but he went to some guy and said, man, would you give me a job feeding your pigs? The far country is a, is a terrible place. The far country is a thief. It's a liar. It will promise you the moon and sun, but it'll leave you in the dark. Nobody runs out to the far country because there's a famine. No, they, they don't tell you that part. Sin, when we run to sin, when we do the things that we know we shouldn't do, and we say the things we know we shouldn't say, uh, sin is a killer. It is a, I always say sin has chained our un- ugly cousin death. They're inseparable. Romans 6.23 says, the wages of sin is death. That's what we earn. And the rest of that verse, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We make these choices. Uh Sin and death are, are grace and mercy in life. Uh, blessing and cursing, uh, death or destruction. James 1.15 says, Then the lust, when it is conceived, it bears sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. It never changes. It's been the same through the ages. Sin will lead to ruin and to death. You know it's true. We can all ride up and down our roads and and we can see, and maybe even our own families, broken lives, pain, suffering, or broken homes and families because someone chose to go out to the far country over living under their father's house and their father's rules. The ripple effect of sin is crippling and heartbreaking. 
don't ever think it only affects you. Uh, it, it, listen, famine is coming. When we choose these things, it, it's going to be bad. It's, it's going to be hurtful. It's going to hurt people. Here in America, our country is suffering from the fact that we have didn't want to be under our father's roof any longer. We didn't want to be under our heavenly father's rules any longer. America is no longer the ultimate superpower in the world. We're no longer the world's leading economy. We no longer lead the world in education. You see, our country has made a choice through the ages to go out to the far land, to go out from under our father and out from under his word. One of my friends, Adam Barnett, said several years ago that Satan doesn't give you the bitterness of sin at the beginning. No, he lets you taste the sweetness, just a taste. And then once he has you, he gives you the bitter. Then it's too late. He has you. There are people listening right now that um, you've been to the far country. You and I, we've made mistakes and we've chosen to go out and, and leave our father's rules and leave our father's house. And we suffered the consequences. And there's some people out there that are listening. You may be there right now. You may be in the far country. You may be in the pig pen. My dear friends, you're not a pig, and that is not your home. There's some folks out there right now that Satan is tempting to, to leave their father's house, and leave their father's rules. And uh, I just want to encourage you, don't do it. Don't go. Uh, the rain has stopped in the far country. Famine uh, has come uh, uh, America now is a secular pagan nation. Church, churches are dying every day. For the first time in our history in this nation, less than 50%, somewhere around 47 to 48% of people have no affiliation with any church. The condition of our nation and the condition of our churches is only a reflection of the conditions of our families. We have got to wake up. Reminds me of a story of a little boy that was rebelling against his dad. And as he grew older, his rebellion only grew. And it was destroying his life. It was destroying his family uh, with his rebellion. But he refused to listen to his father. One day the dad said to the boy, I want to show you what you're doing to your life. I'm going to put a wooden post in the front yard. Every time you rebel, I'm going to put a nail in this post. Every time you obey me, I'm going to pull out one nail. Uh, the boy thought, man, I'm going to do everything I can to fill that post with nails. And he did. In two months time, that boy had filled that post with nails from his rebellion, his disobedience of his father. Uh, but something kind of happened. It, 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 he saw what he was doing to his life. He saw what he was doing to his parents. And he had true remorse. And the, bo the boy began to obey his father. Uh, he began to honor his father and mother. And one by one, the nails came out. When the last nail came out of the post, the boy broke down in tears. And the dad asked, son, why are you crying? And the boy replied, I got rid of the nails, but I can't get rid of the holes. Oh, my, my friends. Oh, what damage we do by bad choices. And we could be forgiven, but the scars will remain. And the ripple effect in our children and our grandchildren, our neighbors, our churches, our nation, they go on. I, I fell and had different things happen to me when I was a kid. I've got a scar on my head. It, it healed up when I was a little boy. But I'm 57 years old and I still have the scar. 
uh, from that wound. Uh, so there's freedom in the far country, but there's a famine in the far country, and there's a fatality in the far country. Here's the thing. The far country is a temporary place. Every party has to end. <laughs> Every good time comes to a close. That's why the old song said, turn out the lights. The party's over. We don't understand starvation, but this boy did. He was starving to death. He was going to die. The wages of sin is death. No truer words have ever been penned by the hand of God. And just like Sodom, the end is full of death and destruction. Uh, there's an old Bible word that you, you don't hear in many pulpits today, and it's the word repent. That word means to turn, to confess your sins, uh, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that we are living life one way, walking one direction, and then by the power of God, we repent of our sins. He gives us faith. We trust in Him, and we turn and we walk in the other direction. When we are saved, uh, believers, the Holy Spirit comes and indwells us. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would move upon people, but in the New Testament, after Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes to indwell people. And, and one of the things the Holy Spirit does, when Satan invites us out to the far country, when Satan invites, invites us to destroy our lives, our witness, our testimony, our families, the Holy Spirit will, will grieve us and it will, it, it will whisper to us, no, 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 don't do this. So many people I know today, uh, they never think of the end game. They never think where these choices are going to lead them. All my friends, uh, Adrian Rogers, great preacher that has left us, said, when we sin, it will cost us more than we want to pay and keep us longer than we ever wanted to say. Uh, my friends, uh, think. Listen to the Holy Spirit. If you're, if you're not a child of God, Jesus didn't say go to church. Jesus didn't say stop doing this and stop doing that and start doing this and start doing that. No, Jesus told Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Let me pray for you, my friends. We start our week. Be, be alert. Be vigil. And when Satan is trying to destroy us, it's what it said to Peter. said, Peter, Satan desires to sift you like wheat, and it's his desire for us too. Father God, I thank you for today. God, I come to you with my friends that are listening, and God, as we start our week, I pray, God, that you would give us uh, spiritual eyes and spiritual ears, the mind of Christ, to recognize the traps and pitfalls that are being set this very day for us. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to uh, make good decisions to think ahead of the consequences of the things we say and the things we do. God, I pray you'll lead us this week. Help us to be a light in the darkness. Help us to be salt to this place. Help us to be ambassadors and represent your kingdom well as we go. Lord, we love you and we thank you for loving us first. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for stopping by and visiting with me. I'll meet you back here next Monday. God bless you and have a great week.